0: sport movie reviews hey welcome to another episode of sport movie reviews on the blackout Test premium podcast network i'm your host <clears throat> rod joined as always by my co-host karen and we're back from the theater yes sir we actually got outside y'all we touched grass uh we saw people and we still wore masks but you know mm-hmm. hey it, you can't have it all mm-hmm. um but yeah we just uh are here to do another review for a movie that you either saw already don't ever plan on seeing or don't care about us spoiling because we spoiled the movie today's movie is thor love and thunder the what is it the fourth thor film now uh, yeah, yeah i
1: think they said uh, he the first one to get four if i'm not mistaken
0: okay yeah mm-hmm. so the fourth thor film he's the only one still alive and and healthy enough to keep making them um mm-hmm. so yeah uh we're gonna break down what we like what we didn't like score from zero to five but we also have some trailers to discuss because we actually went to the theater all right so i'm pulling up my trailer list the first thing we saw was something called the kindness campaign which wasn't really a movie trailer it was just a uh, something about go to this place to learn how to be kind to people it
1: was weird
0: yeah uh it was a little weird um and it was like we got to learn to stop picking on each other and stuff like that and i was like okay well you know that's cool uh right <laughs> like can like, you okay. show the movie right like if you said what does it got to do with the movie why do we keep adding things to more and more to trailers also if i see nicole kidman tell me the importance of movie theaters one more goddamn time right
1: how much did they pay that woman
0: you know the pandemic will be over when they stop showing that shit because yes. honestly we get it we're at the theaters we're on the good side you don't need to show us the video mm-hmm. so put that shit no, between every me
1: put that shit on uh, uh hulu hulu with a uh uh free
0: yeah every time somebody like bootlegs something y'all should have to play it but right. i also don't think it's gonna work anyway mm-hmm. we the kind of the trailers we saw the first one was another trailer for bullet train uh this one was a little more action heavy but probably because this is before thor i still kind of think the same thing about it it looks good um kind of quirky it in a weird way i'm trying to think i don't know that i've enjoyed this is a hot take off the top of the dome i don't know that i've ever enjoyed a movie that takes place totally on the train
1: hmm.
0: like Did they like place
1: completely on the train maybe like, like, like the train is where, yeah. where everything happens
0: yeah like like maybe they're gonna get off the train but they haven't really shown a lot of the off the train scenes right i mean i've enjoyed train scenes i've enjoyed movies that took place where like the majority was on a train Train, but but at
1: some point in time we we were off the train yeah before or after
0: yeah but anyway i i I mean well i like train to busan so that kind of happened mostly on the train but
1: like it didn't happen entirely on the train but but
0: the bullet trailer that thing just keeps showing the same train scenes over and over Mm -hmm. so i it feels claustrophobic i
1: like yeah the bulk of this happens on the train
0: anyway um uh but yeah I, I'm, I'm in it looks cool care same. white bird is a movie from the wonder universe wonder was a movie about a kid with a scarred face that people was picking on or something i never saw these movies yeah, so i'm i i do not know
1: yeah i think it's a sequel to that movie i don't remember the name of the movie before but i because when i seen it i thought that movie came out which it has like this is a continuation of the kid that was bullying the the, uh, the boy that had that face, uh, and I think that is this child's story, like a, almost like a sequel to it um like i said i didn't watch the first one probably not gonna watch this one but if you watch the first one you probably know all the characters and things like that so it's a possibility that you might be all in i probably need to see the first one you know in order before i see the second one if i if i uh, choose to but uh yeah it seems like it's kind of a continuation of this world and the thing is what was weird about this one this one's not even gonna be in the movie theaters this is like straight to dvd well not dvd straight to streaming i'm like why is it here we're in the movie theaters
0: yeah that I did this whole thing just didn't appeal to me not my type of movie um nope another trailer for nope I mean it's um aliens now they're showing more that it's about aliens and alien spaceship but you never know with jordan peele he could easily fake you out and it could be something else but mm. that's what it appears to be about in the trailer right uh, and they've shown so much of it in the trailer that i imagine it has to at some point deal with aliens and they're just not showing us the full extent Um uh, but jordan peele to me is um he's he's earned the like benefit of the doubt to go check it out and so uh you know i'm in for this what about you
1: mm-hmm. i'm <clears throat> I'm in for this too um because he's the only person and i probably said for. he's the only person where i see his stuff and <clears throat> i go i'm in and but at the same time i'm like i don't know what it's gonna be but i know his gore only goes but so far or his scariness quote-unquote only goes but so far mm-hmm. so i'm like okay i'm in but you know if it had been anybody else i'm like nah i'm good
0: uh, let's see. Paul's of Fury, the Legend of Hank. Uh, we've seen this trailer before. Yeah. To me, it's weird because it's got Sam Jackson as a voice. It has a really great voice cast, by it the way. It does. But it just feels. I mean, one is definitely for kids, and it just feels mm-hmm. like something that
1: yeah, money grab. You
0: see on uh, I, I mean, every movie is a money grab to of some course. extent, but it feels like something that you just see on a streaming service or something not cool. go to the theater
1: yes yes yeah i i don't see people going to the theater i see this movie coming out making a decent amount of money and then coming on streaming and then it's like the top thing every every parent is talking about once they hit streaming services
0: black adam was a trailer a more a longer trailer for the rocks anti-hero slash villain movie mm-hmm. uh coming up uh what'd you think karen
1: oh yeah i i am in on this black adam and all jokes aside it it lets me <clears throat> all this does is confirm that the rock was right and vin Diesel didn't know what the fuck he was talking about uh as far as trying to give the rock uh uh help for acting i was like nigga if you don't get out of here and so it's one of those things where the rock is like hey i could do a whole fucking movie by myself can you because your shit flopped
0: uh yeah i'm in for black adam although it made me realize something about dc at some point they kind of became the anti-hero slash villain uh dceu like Mm -hmm. like even from the beginning when it was like superman like their version of superman was a grittier superman that eventually had to kill in the first movie um and a lot of the justice league has been like a very dark elseworlds type of feel but even since then other with the exception of probably like shazam uh i would argue wonder woman uh too even though i just didn't think it was a good film right um but aquaman kind of feels anti-hero um like i said chazelle's not uh the joker is definitely anti-hero harley quinn anti-hero slash villain right suicide squad is villains um the joker standalone film is a villain and now black adam you know and that's not even counting ezra miller as the flash like that like, like even <laughs> even though that character is not life. To, yeah, that's a real life uh, anti anti-hero. Anti-hero. so yeah it just it hit me when I was watching this trailer because I was like man this is DC. the DCEU might have the most cynical take in hero films and, and what that and considering that the Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman Justice League type of thing was literally the gold standard of comic book heroism back in the day it's Mm kind of sad that we will never get to see that you know
1: nope we'll never get to see that and it's one of those things where you know i i kind of shed a nerd tear because all jokes aside it's one of those things where i'm like i can't care more than you do but at the same time i was like y'all do know that y'all literally got the gold standard in comic books and y'all you allowed Marvel to come with some of their C and D characters and actually make them A characters.
0: Yeah, I didn't wanna repeat the whole thing. I'm just talking about last like few years. Like we know the problems at the beginning, mm-hmm. but just the last few years, it's like without looking realizing it, I just looked up and was like, Oh, they've really dialed into just it's the villain's world
1: okay and this is the thing which is okay i can understand that but it's one of those things where if you're gonna lean in lean all in it's like they kind of sort of want to lean in without going full well i
0: don't i don't know what leaning in looks like and i don't even know that anybody really wants that like Mm. i don't want only villain movies villain movies i mean no offense to to these people that make these movies they kind of feel unsatisfying to me because a bad guy
1: yeah, you have you to know? You, you have to humanize them at some point.
0: Like unless you're gonna um like yeah, it just feels unsatisfying to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see the bad guy. I don't want to see Thanos the movie. Like I don't mm-hmm. mind Thanos being the main villain in a movie, but he mm-hmm. has to be the villain and he has to be offset with something else. A lot of these movies, the villains aren't really offset with anything, you mm-hmm. know? or or they have to soften the villain up to the point where they're basically an anti-hero and right and then it's, Sony has the same problem the Venom movies had this problem Morbius has the same problem just what, lean into being a hero. Lean into the heroes in your universe. Let them be corny. Let them be, yeah, let, let them be not cool. Let them be the ones who say I'm not killing and, 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 and I'm not always gonna, you know, do the super violent thing, but they, they never seemed, it seems like they're learning the, the opposite lesson. Uh, Amsterdam is a David O. Russell movie. Um, he's the same guy that made Silver Linings playbook and, uh it looks like kind of comedy kind of uh a, a big ensemble movie he made American Hustle as well um this
1: movie has a lot of people in it. I seen that cast I was like god damn who y'all didn't I
0: definitely this is a movie that the cast is gonna pull a lot of people in yes. uh because it's almost guaranteed to have somebody that you'll like on it mm-hmm. um The like just going through this cast: Margot Robbie, Anya Taylor Joy, Christian Bale, Robert De Niro, Timothy Oliphant Zoe uh, Zoe Saldana, Rami Malek, Michael Shannon, Andrea Rosborough, Mike Myers, Alessandro Nivola, Chris Rock, Taylor Swift, John David Washington. It's just
1: packed with
0: stars. And from this is the the controversy over this is apparently David O O Russell has been known to be uh very uh harsh on the set of his movies to people uh there's a story that says he uh groped his transgender niece or something i didn't read the the full story or whatever but that was like a big thing about that there was a controversy and so i saw people on Twitter, now it is Twitter, so once again, not even sure how reflective this is of the industry or right. how reflective this is of society like how well known these stories are or whatever cuz this is exactly where I saw it in just some thread, but it was asking specifically like some of the women cuz they really don't hold men accountable even the side that talks about accountability, mm-hmm. but they were like tagging like Taylor Swift and stuff and being like how dare you make a movie with this abuser i'm not really sure how like if this is like a woody harold woody allen situation where he's radioactive he's toxic and no one should be working with him or if this is like twitter says he's radioactive but the world hasn't got to that point yet right because the names in this cast was it, it's like if this isn't a person that has essentially good standing in the community i don't know how he got all them people to do this movie because that's a lot of people come on but anyway the trailer looked okay the trailer basically screamed at you cast 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 Mm -hmm. cast look at this person look at that person um it's the kind of movie that i would probably see on uh streaming
1: yeah and
0: karen probably would never see
1: oh no i I would not see it we'll definitely get screeners for it It's, it's definitely gonna be one of them oscar pushes when oscar time come we'll probably get a little set or a book or something uh, a photo or post or something for them vote for this
0: yeah but i mean it didn't look good as far as the trailer but yeah it just like i said i that was the main thing i had heard about it and i didn't know if that's just because i'm on twitter like mm-hmm. the only i googled it to see like what was the story and the only people i saw talking about it were the mary sue and no offense to the mary sue but the mary sue is like we got a problem with everything like, okay. The Mary Sue's not very much a, uh, like it, it is, it is a, one of those places that uh, a website is designed to be pretty critical and I'm not even okay. saying they're wrong. Right. But they're just always calling out every issue so in a way it almost makes, it makes the call out less stand out because, right. you know, they're gonna call out everything. Uh, then there was Strange World which is a Disney animated movie or something mm-hmm. um, it
1: looked very strange and weird um mm-hmm. I probably will not go see it if it streams on Disney Plus yes but I don't think I'm going to the theater see it it
0: had a very um it had a very retro cartoon feel like what the people in the 50s thought the future would look like type of thing mm-hmm. I actually thought it was adorable uh there's a black woman that was the pilot mm-hmm. so that made me peek up an eyebrow like oh, i wonder what this is about um but uh yeah it's not really something like i don't know enough about it to be super excited but right, i don't know uh, if
1: it's based off of a children's book you know what yeah me, or but it like looked that. cool yeah.
0: enough that i would watch it if probably streaming or something mm-hmm. but it wasn't like i make plans and then the last thing was avatar the way of water which i'm all the way in for
1: oh yeah i'm all the way in uh this is and i'm going to see this one the way that i seen the first avatar i'm probably going to do the 3d and all that stuff is if, if that's available because that's how i watched the first one and because i think that that will determine how i really feel about it because i remember and people have revisionist history about when that first one came out even because it came out a long long time ago when we first see it like james cameron is one of the reasons why he was like i'm gonna do 3d this is what 3d's like and everybody was like oh my god and then everybody was like we're gonna do 3d too but no they actually do 2d and then just do 3d after the fact and everybody was like 3d is a joke no it's not a joke it's just for the fact that everybody else is doing money grab hiking up the prices for the 3d when it truly was not shot in 3d
0: yeah absolutely um all right let's get into this review thor love and thunder um well let's see what the plot thing says storyline thor's retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as gore the god butcher who seeks the extinction of the gods to combat the threat thor enlists the help of king valkyrie korg and ex-girlfriend jane foster who to Thor's surprise inexplicably wields his magic hammer Mjolnir as the mighty thor Together, they embark upon a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance and stop him before it's too late. The movie stars, of course, Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Natalie Portman returns as Jane Foster slash Thor. Uh, Christian Bell is Gorda God Butcher. Uh, King Valkyrie is played by Tessa Thompson. Uh, Taika Waititi plays Korg, of course. Uh, Russell Crowe is in here as, as Zeus uh jamie alexander returns as lady sif for a little bit and uh the entire guardians of the galaxy is in this um so that was cool and uh, i'm sure there's more people i'm missing but it it was packed full of people uh we'll talk about what we liked and what we didn't like score from zero to five uh i'll start with you first karen uh what did you like about it give me something
1: one of the things that i really enjoyed the most i like uh taika watiti as gorg Mm -hmm. i like the fact cork i'm sorry i like the fact that he was telling a story to actually move the storyline along Mm -hmm. i think it it helped kept the movie short because Mm -hmm. instead of them what they normally would have did was draw all this out have us following the character they was like nope we're going to actually move the storylines along all this backstory shit we're going to keep it to a two to maybe five minute talking point not even five basically a one to three minute talking point mm-hmm. and you can see she happened in the background to know what moved on so we can actually move on the storyline i really appreciated that uh and i to an extent, wish more people would do something like this versus actually showing us sometimes because sometimes nobody cares about that shit you can do flashbacks to keep the story moving
0: yeah uh definitely he's uh taika is just one of those like supreme storytellers in my opinion uh I haven't watched a movie by him that I truly felt let down by um even the the TV uh I haven't watched the TV show What We Do in Shadows but the movie What We Do in Shadows is great. Jojo Rabbit was great. The Hunt for Wilder People is just one of the most underrated movies. I, I I don't know too many people that have seen it but I don't know anyone who's seen it that didn't love it. Um so he's like he's just a beast ass writer slash uh director so i i fuck with him heavy and uh my thing and and yeah his story economy is very good because thor is ultimately a silly hero compared to the other heroes in many ways and that's my positive piggybacking on that is the silliness the silliness was back it's what i loved about ragnarok Mm -hmm. um I felt like you need to lean into that. We're now in that phase where the movies in this universe can be um, completely separate like they can be like not like they're tied but the genre and the mood can be separated like you can have a comedy which is what i feel like these movies kind of are now is the comedy lane Mm -hmm. um and and of course retro and rock and all that stuff but it's basically a a comedy that has some serious beats and it does deal with serious stuff but it's very funny first you can have a comedy you can have a horror movie with Doctor Strange. Um, you know, this, the, the way that we're getting these like genre pieces, you can have Miss Marvel be a basically a teen high school thing. Um, so yeah, I, 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 really enjoy, uh, the silliness here and all the characters and the fun and the gods and the, and the, and the, the even the action is, is over the top and silly when you have like, kids getting in power with the power of Thor fighting monsters with teddy bears and shit. It's just so ridiculously over the top. If you're gonna hate it, that's what you're gonna hate about it. If you're gonna love it, that's what you're gonna love. What else did you like?
1: I agreed, And then and, and you kind of piggybacked on some of those things I was gonna say about the action and it being fun. This was a fun ride, and I'm like you. I love Ragnarok, and so mm-hmm. this is a continuation of Ragnarok to me. Like you say, the over the top, the ridiculousness the one-liners, the jokes, the, it's like, it's everything that I, I am here for. And so for me, it satisfied that piece. And this is one reason why I like this world because they, everybody ain't got to be serious all the time. Everybody doesn't have to be, you know, I am the hero. And the thing is, shit happens around the storyline, <laughs> but in the middle of things happening, you can still laugh and joke and poke fun, even though we're talking about serious shit
0: yeah um for me another one uh, you were you done with yours yeah that one okay yeah all right for me another one it was colorful oh my god it was so please it's my turn it was so colorful (laughs) colors was everywhere (laughs) with the lightning and the children and the outfits and to the point where he almost looks um you know he almost like thor at some point is almost like a cosplayer But this is a movie that believed in him wearing that costume at all, all times. Mm -hmm. And I love the way they play with costumes in this, in this uh movie even jane foster's costume and clothing and stuff and 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 uh the different locales and and i even the absence of color in the third act is seen mm-hmm. is like a statement and so color means so much to this film and it just helps with the retro rock and roll type thing they want to do so yeah i really thought that was dope uh what else did you like
1: i enjoyed christian bell as gore mm-hmm. uh that nigga can act. And so when I seen the commercials, I was like, Oh, there's going to be some acting, acting. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm in. I, I am in. And when he was on the screen, I I was all in like, it starts off with him. And I was like, Oh, also all the storytelling time. Let's go. And so for me, anytime he was on the screen he stole the show even when he was fighting other people he still stole the show and i appreciate them saying for the first time in a long time other than thanos for me they have other villains but other than thanos he's one of the few people that sh- the, the few villains that showed up on screen and he was like oh shit mm. for me personally
0: yeah i guess you know Tyka. uh has uh he's good with giving the villain some screen time um in the universes that he creates um and you know christian bale's is gonna always give you performance you know he's an acting ass actor so uh yeah for me another thing was the guardians of the galaxy yes man they're only in the movie for probably the first 20 minutes but the way they use them and yes. how funny it is in the hands of james gunn or taika waititi uh uh taika waititi you know it's gonna be fun yes. to have those characters mm-hmm. and i felt like james gunn and taika have been doing their own thing in the universe for a while now they were the, to me they were actually the start of the genre films where it was like because first it was well they don't really care about guardians of the galaxy but then they gave this man a budget and James Gunn went and made this funny ass film. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, okay, that's kind of a one off. And then taika goes and makes, uh, Thor Ragnarok. And I remember in our review of Thor Ragnarok, I was like, I would love to see them, him and the Guardians of the Galaxy get together. Yes. And then we got a tease of that in like Endgame and Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yo, this is so dope. They should do something with even a combined movie. And they use Guardians of the Galaxy kind of the way they use uh the incredible hulk in ragnarok yeah so that you had this tie-in but like it's pretty substantive now this comes in the beginning of the movie and not the end so it's not as the same as having the hulk in the movie but it felt fun and it was mostly there for the comedy and the gag of it all and uh yeah, yeah they just they just nailed it chris pratt and liam uh and chris Hemsworth have such great chemistry together yes it's
1: like a boy crush like when they're together and it's just fucking hilarious and
0: they always have and it was funny watching the first film the first time they were together it was uh star lord that was feeling insecure and then this time it was thor that was feeling insecure yes about star lord's connection with his chosen family the crew of the uh the crew of the guardians of the galaxy so yeah man i really love the guardians of the galaxy's cameo in this
1: and uh, my next one and I know that this is might sound ridiculous but I love the screaming as goats like to Mm -hmm. me they actually made the movie whenever they showed up you was going to have a great time cause they screamed for no reason and it was just a joy and that, that goes with the part of the comedy and the funny like yeah you knew why they was there but at the same time it was just fun anytime they were on the screen it just brought me joy just to hear them screaming for no reason so i was here for the goats
0: yeah um let's see something else i like jane foster coming back and i like seeing natalie portman get a chance to stretch her wings and be silly too Mm -hmm. and her storyline was probably the hardest one to do because she's dealing with terminal cancer Mm -hmm. and this thor storyline um which they adopted from the comic books but uh, not 100% the same, but, um, the, it was good enough and, um, you kind of see it as like the escapism that it is. Um, even though we didn't get Kat Dennings for that long, you know, they kind of bring that into ties back to, uh, to the original Jane and, and her storyline and i enjoyed it because it gave her her own like hero arc and she wasn't like a damsel in distress Mm -mm. distress and she went out as a fucking as a viking like the way that she uh knew that it was a death sentence to pick up that hammer again and go fight go into battle and fight gore and basically gave her life to stop gore was uh was amazing and i thought she did such a great job um and even with the comedy beats you know they gave her like some comedy beats that were like awkward comedy and she delivered
1: yeah i i agreed i i do enjoy the end uh i enjoyed how she got her power and i enjoyed they basically did a storyline that was basically like thor talking to the hammer like hey dog take care of her and him was like got you he didn't realize that the hammer actually heard him mm-hmm. so when she got sick the hammer was like hey dog like i'm here for you and that's how she ended up getting her power, which I think is a great way to kind of fast forward through the, like I said, I haven't read the comics, but through maybe mm-hmm. some of the nuances of the comics. Let's just simplify and streamline this a little bit so we can actually present this story in a, in a simpler manner. Um, my next one is, I enjoyed the relationship between uh, Thor and the his staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Both of them. It's, it's, the axe The axe, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: stormbringer it's, and moiner.
1: Yes, I, his relationship with both of them for were, were hilarious because he would be talking all of a sudden, stormbringer would just show up and just float and just look and stare and he was like talking. To it like it was a person and having like a full on relationship and, you know, was like, hey, you know, I understand about, you know, about my old girl and stuff like that. So it was just hilarious just to see. It's almost like, um, uh, what you call it in the cape, um, Dr. Strange in the cape type mm-hmm. of relationship where he is for the first time, it literally became his own character, even though it's always been his own character. Like no, we actually go give it personality and things like that just so the, so that it could stand out
0: yeah um yeah so that was uh trying to think of anything else um yeah i mean i liked the stuff with uh the um what is it called asgard on earth and how is it was a tour tourist location mm-hmm. and um, you know, oh, and I forgot to mention just the action. Uh the action was fun, it was good. It was brutal. Um, you know, the fighting the shadow monsters and uh Gore as a villain and and the way they combined put their powers and the stuff with Moiner being broken up but able to be gathered back together into a hammer was cool. Um, so a lot of that stuff was just really fun and and cool and even uh Stormbringer, I think is the name of it, the whatever the axe was called. Mm-hmm. uh it was that it, it was cool it had dope powers um and the comedy action in the first like when he was with the guardians of the galaxy and making everything easy and shit that was also funny so that was hilarious like, that, the action really brought it in this film
1: I, and my thing is the music i really enjoyed the music uh Taika and uh, James Gunn, their music has always been kind of top notch as far as tying it in without it being feeling forced, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Something happened in, like I said, it's 80, it was rock, and the music stuck to that. Yeah, And so I really do appreciate them going, hey, we're going to go rock, we're all rock, and so we're going to bring some of the top rock songs that that a lot of people are familiar with, particularly from the 80s. -hmm. And so... Uh the music actually brought you in you have do you have another one
0: yeah, yeah, um, the post credit scene, um where they brought in Hercules, and I believe it's the same dude from ted lasso who plays uh roy kent mm-hmm. i love roy kent and, and ted lasso i can't think of a better casting hercules is so cool and fun in the comics now i don't know about him being a villain villain and i'm sure if taika gets to do another one of these films or whoever does the next one if, if they do another one they'll have fun with him because roy kent is such a great like comedic foil in uh last uh, ted lasso and i can't think of a better person than brett goldstein to play the actor uh to play the character and so that was huge and then um you know the final scene with uh jane getting into Valhalla was cool too so i like the post credit scenes
1: yeah and i think with jane going into Valhalla, i don't think we're going to see them again because they didn't show us that for no reason so something's going to happen where they're going to end up there there's Both.
0: all kinds of stories where yeah. like no one dies in the marvel universe so even jane foster when she became thor in the comics and dies and like th- there's still like some things where like she doesn't die die and she's still back and, and all that stuff
1: oh okay okay see i didn't know that but that, was, no
0: one dies just uh, assume no one dies good uh, or bad
1: okay 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 no problem so i was like oh we are gonna see them again like i was like okay so this is not the end of everybody Let, let's go and so Oh, something else I like, uh, Tessa Thompson's character. Mm-hmm. It's funny how they call her King Valkyrie. Yeah. And so I really appreciate them stepping in on that. She was like, yeah, I'm the king. Uh, uh yeah, uh, okay. Uh, I'm the king. Let, you know, let me do kingly things. Mm-hmm. And so I really do appreciate them, uh, stepping all in with, with, uh, her being the king of everything that's happening and going around. And, uh, back to, uh, Christian Bell characters, Gore, it's, I really love this character and how he made the other movies matter because he was basically made to remember, hey, you remember all this shit you went through and let me see past movies? Y'all remember? Like, hey dog, like everybody done been through some shit. So when people talk about Thor, particularly with the Ragnarok, you know how it was so funny and stuff like that, people forget he actually has been through a lot of shit. That's why when he was with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and he was sad, depressed, like, oh yeah, I understand why because of all the things he's been through yeah you would be sad and depressed after you've basically lost everything and everyone you loved
0: yeah and then for me another thing was just chris hemsworth astor the like chris has such great comedic timing and, and even handles like the more like sympathetic and serious moments but like at like that dude is just he's one of those people at this point you take it for granted like him playing his big lunkhead uh guy and you have to think he spent like two or three maybe even four movies playing like a very serious Mm -hmm. dramatic version of this guy where he was almost never like he was almost never really the true punchline um and he's really humanized Thor, which is such a weird thing to say about a character that was supposed to be like a god and you know tits and wine and beer is what i'm about and man is you know when they talk about the loss he's experienced with this character and his brother his mom his dad um even jane now like thor's storyline has really been a lot about losing and it's funny when they humanize him and talk about him feeling like depressed and stuff and his weight gain and his drinking and all of that type of stuff and even his penchant for violence and going on these missions is all to avoid the loss and the pain and the grief he's experiencing at the core of this film is a story about grief so mm-hmm. i actually think uh that i actually thought that was really good uh anything else for positives
1: we talked about Zeus, but I love Russell Crowe playing Zeus. Mm-hmm. I think his character just stole the show when he first shows up, yeah, and, and just like, and everybody was like, Zeus, 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 and so, you know, they was like, oh, he's the biggest and he's the baddest. So I don't know why. I don't, I was like, oh, he's dead. No, they showed me. I was like, oh yeah, you would just be able to kill Zeus like this. Like, it would not be that simple, you right. know? And so I appreciate the character's not dead and he's coming back and he has all these children. And so it's going to be interesting to see, uh, where they, uh, go from here.
0: Yeah. Anything for negatives or do you have more positives before we move into negatives?
1: Oh, that's it for my, uh, positives.
0: Okay. Yeah. And the last positive for me is runtime. Uh I know it's two hours, but two hours for a Marvel movie is like an hour and a half for anything else. Um, the way they have all this backstory and set up and stuff, uh I appreciated that they said, Listen, we get it. Two hours. <laughs> but all right. Let's get into negatives, Karen. Give me something you didn't like.
1: And I know this might sound short. I actually absolutely love the runtime too, but I could feel somebody going, This is too short, I want more. Like I could see it ending
0: It's funny you say that. Cause my first negative is actually and it may really be kind of my only negative from being honest because i'm not one of these well i get i get to the other one but the main thing is i think the villain could have been better i don't think the villain was as good as it could have been because i think they skipped they told us stuff they should have showed us we should have seen him going on a god killing spree yeah i don't think it would have taken that much longer to add to the movie maybe even five minutes ten minutes of him just going places and fucking shit up because we see the fallout in the first the first battle the comedy battle is one of thor uh helping this 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 civilization that has lost their god and we i would have loved to see gore the god but you kill that Mm god or maybe you know maybe we saw maybe that was the first god i don't know but i wanted to see a montage because like the first one where he kills a god is almost like accidental like that god is just such a dick he's like an 80s bully just like we are laughing at your pain and he gets killed and you're like okay that's cool we got to see a gold blood of a god but then I wanted to see him as he was taking on this mission getting uglier and uglier as the, as the curse be, uh, overtook him and was going to take his life. I, I needed to see him go to some civilizations, fuck up some peaceful guys, fuck up some guys that could yeah, fight, because- fuck up, you know, like I wanted to see that shit because I felt like that would have made him a better villain and they didn't show that. And I think they really dropped the ball because to me, he came off too simple as a, as a villain and almost more annoying than anything and then when he turned at the very end it was more like a i guess as opposed to like wow they really defeated him by 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 showing him what love was and all this shit
1: i, I agree and that and and i think that's why i felt that too short feeling like yeah i was like yeah it's a great one time but it felt too short because i'm like you i would have loved to seen him kill the god uh the where that with that fight with him and god and and they and uh him and the guardians of the galaxy was mm-hmm. and i would have loved to see him show up and fuck them people up when he went to go see sif mm-hmm. like because even thought was like this is one of the nice ones yeah right. we need to see him fuck up a nice one right. so so that so that when he goes and pleads before the gods it actually the and urgency lady of sif makes,
0: get her arm cut off like yes. they miss and maybe they had that and they put it on the cutting to, to room to floor but yeah, i don't I, see why that yeah, was I think they did. that would have been major and extremely character and plot building and that's what to me if anything that's what this movie was missing yeah more yeah. than anything was that i, I like when you go saying in the positives you were giving him credit as one mm-hmm. of the good things i'm not knocking christian Bale, but like mm-hmm gore to me ain't got shit on hella like hella was a real villain yeah, she was with a notch. backstory that was giving you looks giving you uh she was like, i'm here to fuck shit over. attitude charisma and giving you like fighting you know like she was on their ass gore didn't feel that way to me at all
1: oh, excuse me and now that piece i understand it was one of those things where I would have took an extra fifteen to thirty minutes, mm-hmm. if if they would have been like, you know what, like at the beginning, before we even shown Thor, just go through him killing that first god and go through an extra three to five minutes of a montage of him just fucking everybody up, and then start with Thor and you, the rest yeah. of the movie could have could have been
0: exactly the same. Yeah. Anything else for negatives?
1: Yes, I could see somebody getting upset by saying you cheated me for Guardians of the Galaxy. Because, like I said, it was at the very beginning. And you see the commercials, so a lot of people might have the false perception that they're going to be in the movie more. Right. And you see them the first 20 minutes, then they're gone. So I can see somebody going, oh, maybe thinking they're going to come back or help or something. I can see somebody being very disappointed because when, they, when you see the commercials, it is promoted as an ensemble movie with them, and it's not.
0: Yeah, I honestly agree with that. I thought that was one of my – the next thing I was going to say – I just think if i had to put guardians in this movie which i think you you need to i would have rather had them at the end than the beginning because it's just like that, that but since they couldn't be a through line throughout the whole movie and maybe it was a crutch to have the hulk in the whole second movie but the hulk and thor bouncing off each other made the movie to me yes and guardians and him had the potential to make this movie but once it just became about jane and um and Valkyrie and the village it it lost something to me um and you know there's no offense it just didn't feel as big as the first as as the first Taika movie um and that's it for me for negatives uh what about you i know you probably got more
1: yes and uh something uh that i've realized and i don't know it was because of the pandemic and stuff i the trailers i don't like the trailers and the reason why I'm saying using
0: that as a score on the movie, you're
1: not. I, I, I mean, no, no, no. The trailer for this movie, like, like the particular. Oh, trailer. the
0: trailer for Thor Ragnarok. Yes. I thought you meant the trailers. You said the trailers. I thought you were talking about the trailers we watched before the movie started. Mm-mm, Sorry, mm-mm. go ahead.
1: The trailer. Um, I liked, and I know this irritated people. I liked when they would show us trailers that maybe didn't have nothing to do with the movie, like I, or, or either cutscenes. I like that they're getting to the point now where if by the time you get to the third or fourth trailer, you've seen a lot of the movie now. And I don't like that. I, I want to go in without knowing certain things. And it's like before it was like, they kept more control over that. If that makes sense. So what
0: are you thinking? The trailers for this one messed it up for you.
1: Uh, how can I say? I, I think for the fact that they, I think they should have left the guardians of the galaxy out of the trailers because then it would have been more a surprise for me personally it would have been more of a surprise I think I would have so
0: my only thing is they showed the Hulk in the trailer for Ragnarok they definitely showed it yes like there was like a friend from work and all that stuff and to me that's like showing Guardians in the trailer for this that's to me that's like that hasn't changed I feel like and I don't think it's a pandemic thing I think they've been doing that
1: I think for me the difference is with the hulk we got the hulk throughout the whole movie but i think with this one we didn't get enough of them to justify i almost said to justify but yeah you putting them in the trailer to show them do it but i think maybe we should have got a, a less of them mm. if that makes sense and i ma- think
0: from their perspective movie making wise and i'm i i understand and, and i'm not even not if that's how say you feel it, it's just how you feel but movie making wise i can see why they would show them in this trailer because they're actually not gonna be out throughout the whole movie okay kind of like like to them this was the misdirection if you think that's what the movie's gonna be Uh, it's not we got a whole different movie we want to show y'all and that's kind of like when they showed the guardian of the galaxy and the whole thing was from the first fight in the trailer and then you go to see the movie and you find out oh the movie's about way different stuff than just that one fight right and to them the trailer showing all the action with him and the Guardian of the Galaxy would be a version of no, 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 no. That's just the first fight. We got a different movie, so you haven't seen the movie from seeing the trailer.
1: Okay, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, and, uh, and, and maybe because I had got accustomed to a lot of more of a misdirection, more of a yeah, we're gonna show you a fight, but with that, with the the Guardians fight a while ago, everybody's like, we've seen everything. No, we've seen the fight in the background. Yeah, which is not like the main fight you know and, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it's just my expectations or something like that I don't know but it's one of those things where when I see a trailer now I'm going to have to start doing like I used to don't show me anything because I want to go in blind and I feel like you, sometimes I feel like you're giving me too much and so I'm like you know I, I don't want too much presented to me I want to go in and be able to enjoy it and blind and just, just enjoy whatever you're going to show me versus you kind of just I don't, you don't give me everything because they don't but i feel like you're feeding me too much
0: okay um for me i think i would say i missed uh loki and some of the other stuff because he's just losing so many of these characters through to death in these uh movies at this point we know loki's somewhere um in the marvel universe but we don't see him in here um you know obviously odin's dead his mom is dead uh like it's just a it's just not a lot and so the stuff they did bring back being like tessa thompson as valkyrie and stuff she was cool in that in ragnarok but like not to the point where i'm like oh my god she's back like right so it was like cool to have her and i wasn't one of the people that got upset that she got quote-unquote sideline she's literally uh a supporting character yes you know this not it's really not a movie about her so Mm uh but yes that, that was it for my negatives um You know i'm sure some people are gonna say it was too silly which i think if that's the case you know ragnarok was too silly it's kind of interesting that you will go watch this movie (laughs) right at this point but uh all right anything else Mm -mm. zero to five how would you rate it
1: i actually give this movie i want to give i'm gonna give it a four Mm -hmm. i enjoyed the movie i had a good time i wish i would have got more of guardians in it or either like you say at the end Mm. type of thing but overall this movie was really fun
0: yeah i would give this movie i think i'll give it a four
1: because i would put ragnarok above this one
0: yeah ragnarok to me is a five Mm -hmm. i give this movie a four like and and it's still if i'm doing thor um movie rankings it would be uh still ragnarok number one this would probably be number two agreed and then thor one would be three mm-hmm. and thor two the dark world would be last yes. um so you know it's not saying this movie's terrible to say it's just mm-hmm. not as good as ragnarok to me right um but yeah i i uh i give it probably like a somewhere between a three and a half and a four um we didn't get We we got one comment on a spoil on a, on a review I did this morning
1: oh y'all uh, was on it
0: Hella High Water I reviewed I watched it on Netflix Celeste says I saw this movie back when it first came out mainly because Chris Pine was in it and I'm low-key a fan I enjoyed it so much that I've seen it multiple times since. It's definitely one of those movies I watch if it's coming on, and I'm just chilling. I agree that Ben Foster stole the movie and Jeff Bridges did his thing as the old-time racist with a hard-to-go character. And shout-out to Alberto, who clearly wanted to punch Bridges' character in the face for his constant racist remarks the entire movie. Bruh, that closing scene where Pine was basically telling Bridges to pull up if you want to was everything. I'm, <laughs> I'm not into country music at all, but I had to find that Outlaw State of Mind song because... That shit hit at the end of the movie. Definitely a 5 out of 5. Yeah, 5 out of 5. If you listen to sound of my voice, it's on Netflix. I if you haven't seen it, I look, I know I'm the one who's late. So I get it. <laughs> but if you haven't seen Hella High Water, I cannot think of a better way to spend an hour and a half. God damn, that movie was good. I like I slept on that shit in 2016 and I feel like I'm part of the problem cuz it didn't get nominated for Oscars or didn't win any and Damn, looking back, they must have got robbed, cause woo, they made the fuck out of that movie. Um, and then we got one comment already for Thor, which, uh, they was on it. They must have got out the three o'clock showing <laughs> and started typing. <laughs> it's from my man Monk who says, uh, Monkey Blood who says, what up rod and karen this is Corey, aka monk i had to write in i just got out of thor love and thunder i had a blast no complaints they understood the assignment Mm -hmm. other than this film this film is bonkers like in the middle of all the comedy and action thor has one of the best runs as a character the detail in the telling of his story is not lost on me like i think it was brilliant to have him hit up little heimdall just to check up on the kidnapped kids and make sure they were okay in most movies we ain't gonna see them until the end of the film when they're finally rescued Add so much dimension to the character, Thor is definitely buying all the kids McDonalds. <laughs> the other thing too about it, man, like and this is one of the positives of the film, but it's just hard to balance and I get if people don't like it, they really balance some serious downer shit in mm-hmm. this film. It's
1: a lot of depression. It's a lot of I'm trying to deal with life because even Valkyrie uh character, she was sitting there uh with uh cork as he was uh singing and he basically read her for fifth but like oh yeah you would be sad and depressive everybody that you love kills all of a sudden you just look at the bottom of a bottle and she's like you know what yeah uh
0: yeah they cover grief and all kinds of shit Mm -hmm. also i love woke ass marvel valkyrie and cork casually mentioned the same-sex relationships and they're treated like normal everyday moments as they should be i'm trying to sleep uh, if this is what they got in store for uh, I ain't trying to sleep with this is what they got in store for us. Yeah, I forgot to mention that as a positive, but you know, obviously there are going to be some people like, it wasn't enough on screen. Totally get you. Not arguing with you at all, but mm-hmm. just the fact that they brought that up where in Korg's, uh, it sounds like in Korg's race, there's only men. So mm-hmm. they reprodu- reproduce as, as husbands and it sounds you know we know valkyrie's a bisexual character in the comics they hinted towards her being bi in the last movie but people were like this is queer baiting this isn't enough we want more and so they basically confirmed that her it was her girlfriend who died in battle so mm-hmm. we know now that she is you know uh dating yeah women. and
1: she uh was hitting on uh some of the women's in, in uh zeus's crew yeah
0: finally one of my favorite moments is the second post post credit scene of heimdall's black ass welcoming jane to valhalla uh man white supremacy is gonna be tight over that for years to come i love it yeah because they hate that heimdall's black and they definitely don't want him being the guy in valhalla that welcomes you Really digging this phase for. Most of the stories feel self-contained so far with something bigger bubbling at the edges. As great as it was, I think the Infinity Endgame run didn't give us a whole lot of personal time with some of the characters. It was mostly mission-oriented interactions. I totally trust the process. They'll scale up when they need to. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people they were afraid that you wouldn't be able to do what Doctor Strange and Thor just did which is that once you did all these crossovers and had a big event you wouldn't be able to do a film that mostly was about a character and not just about how this fits into the Marvel Universe and I feel like this movie specific this movie in Ragnarok in particular not really that big of a deal to the universe like where, where it's like look what does this mean for all the other characters we just go oh i enjoyed that or i didn't enjoy it but mm-hmm. that's the end right but that's it y'all i'll probably write in again in november for that panther monk out thanks monk mm-hmm. appreciate you and thanks everybody took the time out to write in and and all that stuff hope you enjoy this review i'll probably put this one up on the on the premium spotify for y'all so mm-hmm. if you have seen the movie and you want to get a spoiled review or you just don't care about spoilers check it out um make sure you follow us the blackout tips uh spoiled movie reviews to hear our other reviews from the past they'll always be about a month behind usually yes. but uh you can check those out as well all right until next time peace peace